everyone. This is Greg Trevenstead, Editor-in-Chief at Rider Magazine and your host for the Rider Magazine Insider Podcast. Our guest today is Christian Dutcher. Christian is Director of AmeriCade and the Touratech Dirt Days Adventure Bike Rally. Well, Christian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Great. Uh, you know, uh, AmeriCade is a name that many of our listeners are probably familiar with. I know it's definitely a familiar name for uh, rider readers. Um, but give us a little bit of the backstory. What is AmeriCade and uh, how did it get started? AmeriCade is billed as the world's largest motorcycle touring rally. It was started in 1983 by my parents and quickly became a thing in Lake George, New York typically happens every uh, uh, every June, every early June. And it's big. It hosts lots and lots of guided rides, unguided rides. Uh, it's a week-long's worth of programming seminars from people like Greg Drevenstead from Rider Magazine and, uh, <laughs> uh, and other magazines and other uh, facets of motorcycling. Uh, lots of guided and unguided rides, boat cruises, all sorts of stuff. So it's really, it's, it's, it's a week vacation for a motorcycle enthusiast um, and people really like it it's it's grown to be quite a quite a large event over the years well i've been to americade several times and like you say being in lake george new york it's already in a, a beautiful setting and um for the rides i mean adirondack park is right next door um vermont's just to the east i mean there's that's probably one of my favorite things about that event is just if you like to ride, you can participate in things, activities at the rally, but you can also spend your day out in beautiful part of, of America. So. Yeah, we, we really are a rider's rally. So we have lots of things that go on off the bike, and those are very important. But fundamentally, the event is about the riding. Uh, as you noted, the Adirondack Park is incredible. It's a beautiful 8 million square, square acre, is that right? Uh, state park. Lots of high peaks, uh, and then with Vermont's Green Mountains right across the border, it offers a whole different uh, environment. And the thing that keeps people coming back year after year, ultimately, is the is the wonderful riding. Well, I know um, there on the um, rally grounds, so to speak, you've got also a big expo area where there's a lot of vendors. I know people can have uh, tires installed, audio systems installed, all kinds of accessories. And probably one of the favorite things for many people is that you've got to usually have a wide range of demo rides available. They get an opportunity to ride a variety of different uh, manufacturers' motorcycles. That's right. So our expo is very large. I think it technically, and this is a technicality, but it is the largest single site expo in the country. Uh, other events might have multiple expos, but we have one big one in a single footprint. Uh, but our, uh, our demos, our factory demos are the things that are particularly unusual about AmeriCade. AmeriCade is a big event, but it's not the biggest event, but we always have the most factory demos of any event in the country. And we have had so have had that for, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Um, and I think that's because of the profile of the rider that we attract. We attract a very committed, uh, invested motorcyclist. They might ride a touring bike, they might ride a cruising bike, a sport touring bike, but they're really into the sport. And the manufacturers have learned over the years that when they send out a demo ride at America, that person's more likely to buy a bike. So we in turn end up attracting lots of factory demos. So it's like a, it's like a demo superstore for uh, one week up in Lake George. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I know I've even demoed some machines there that I don't normally have access to. We obviously have access to a lot of test bikes, but 
Um, there have been some trike manufacturers in the past or some other uh, vehicles that uh, we wouldn't easily have access to. And absolutely, I've taken them for rides around Lake George and other areas. And um, what's that, the scenic road that's just there outside of Lake George that goes up to the overlook over the lake? What's that road called? Uh, 9L. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing road. And then the, just the little, uh, it's right there that, um, uh, it's actually just an up and down, there's that peak that's right next to Lake George. I'm just blanking on the name. Prospect Mountain. Prospect Mountain. Yeah, that's actually, it's a beautiful little ride and gives you a great look from there down onto uh, Lake George. I know I've photographed some bikes there that have run in the magazine because it's just a great backdrop with all the green trees and the blue lake and everything. It's really, it's really quite lovely. So yeah, it's funny. Lake George village is this tiny little village that sits on the foot of the lake. And most people or not most people, but a lot of people only see the village. They don't see the view from the top of prospect mountain, like you did, or they don't necessarily ride up that road along the west side of the lake. And Lake George is regularly, I see it once or twice a year voted the prettiest lake or one of the top five prettiest lakes in North America. So if you get out or up and start seeing the, the views, um, it's amazing. It really is a spectacular place to visit any time of the year. Right, right. Well, um, like I said, we've been involved with, uh, like, uh, with uh, AmeriCade for many years. I know that we're trying to finalize our involvement this year. Uh, so last year, last year was a pandemic year. I mean, we're still kind of in it, but we're coming out of it. Last year was a challenging year for our magazine. I know for many, you know, outdoor events such as yours, it had to be canceled. Um, it's planned for this year. You said that it's typically the first week of June. Um, it's gonna be later this year. Tell us a little bit about moving the event and what that uh, does. I mean, instead of the uh, summer heat and rain, it's gonna get some fall colors, I guess. That's right. We Early on, we decided, look, let's let's not play the guessing game. Let's just push the event. Let's proactively reschedule the event and, and remove all the uncertainty and all the stress of trying to determine where this whole COVID thing goes. So we pushed it to as late as is possible while still providing a, a nice riding environment. So we pushed it to the last week of September, whose highs are only four degrees uh, colder than uh, early June. So the, the temperatures are great. They reach 70 during the day. Um, and it also overlaps the beginning of fall foliage season, which is a hugely popular, I mean, anybody who lives in the Northeast understands this, but it's a hugely popular time of year for tourists. Uh, the fall colors are amazing. And this is a rare opportunity to attend an AmeriCade when you, know, you can ride up into the high peak and see some amazing fall, uh, fall foliage. That'll be great. I mean, even just going over to, I can imagine going over to Vermont, I've only ridden in that area during AmeriCade in the summer, but you know, you've got mm -hmm. covered bridges, you've got these quaint villages and so forth. And to see them, uh, you know, with fall colors, it's, it's great. I'm going to have my camera with me and I can't wait to, you know, have a bike parked in some, um, some scenic locations. So, um, uh, uh, actually, I was just going to say, it's, it's fun because it doesn't just change colors. The whole ambiance changes. You'll see pumpkins. You'll see lots of apple picking, apple cider, apple cider donuts. It's, it's like there's this whole quasi festive environment that exists during that time of year only. And to be able to do it and share it with AmeriCade is, is going to be a pretty cool thing. Well, that's great. So uh, AmeriCade, as people may not know, it's typically it's, it runs a full week. It usually begins with a, an opening celebration on a Monday, uh, and then it runs through that whole week and the following weekend. So, you know, how is it that people, you know, sign up? Do they sign up for the whole event? They sign up for individual events. How does it sort of work if somebody has never been there and is interested in, hey, I, you know, can't go and I've never been before. I'd like to try out AmeriCade. How do they find out how to sign up and get involved? 
participate. So the first thing to do is americade.com uh, uh, lists the events. Uh, we're about to start listing all the events for the uh, for this September's uh, Americade. And that will give somebody the scope of the event, a sense of how big the event is, how many different things you can do on any number of different days. And once they have that understanding, we then ask the following question, how much do you want to do? Because if somebody says, I want to do a lot, then you want to sign up for a multi-day pass. We sell wristbands that are these multi-day passes. And many of the things are included with the pass, but there are also optional things that you can add on, on top of that. Or if you're just coming up for a day or maybe two days, then you can do just what's called the day tripper pass, where you can just check in for a day or two and ride demo rides. It's the expo and maybe take a, a guided ride or an unguided ride. So it really has everything to do with how much you are willing to allocate as far as time um, and interest. And so if your list, if your if your wish list is long, you know, we, we can fill it, but you just need to set set the time aside to do it. Understood. Uh, what about accommodations? You know, how do people, you know, stay there in Lake George? I mean, if they're not just coming up for the day, they're going to be there for multiple days. How do they uh, find accommodations? So uh, on our website, we list all the uh, properties uh, regionally. Um, there are lots and lots and lots of lodging options. Lake George is, uh, is a, a wealth of, of hotels, motels, campgrounds, and all sorts of different price points on the water, off the water. So there are, pl there are plenty of choices. And uh, is camping available? Camping is available. Uh, camping will be a popular option in uh, late September. It's a nice time to camp. It never gets too hot. One of the things, actually, I'm just going to go back one step. One of the other things that's pretty cool about this September's Americade is uh, that same weekend is the second largest hot air balloon festival in the country in the, in the next town over. So oh, wow. it adds a whole new fun, colorful uh, element uh, to Americade. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I, like I said, I know that in the past, uh, we've been involved with the opening celebration, which is an event that has some live entertainment. Uh, there's often some prizes and it's a way to really kick off the event. Um, I, we're gonna be involved with a, uh, with a sponsored guided ride this year. So um, I'll be there personally. Uh, so there'll be an opportunity for some of your participants, some of our readers to, to you know, go on a ride with one of the editors and we can uh, you know, uh, have lunch together or something and, and, and meet face to face, which is something I don't get to do with, with, uh, a lot of our readers. So, yeah, um, people love that. so uh, there's also, uh, I think we're going to be involved with your, you have a silent auction. Is that, uh, what kind of things do you guys auction off for, for that? So it, it, we launched it in 2019, so kind of a proof of concept idea where we have a number of, uh, companies donate a prize or prizes, helmets, jackets, things big and small. Yeah. And it's run like a traditional silent auction. People come in and bid whatever number they want to throw on there. And then at a certain hour, we determine the winners and uh, announce the winners. And 100% uh, of the uh, proceeds go to the Wounded Warrior Foundation. So the Wounded Warrior Foundation is a group that's been working with us. And I can touch on that in a second. It's actually a pretty interesting story. Um, but we, Americade, are excited because the silent auction is, is, um, is a was very popular in its first year and we didn't even promote it that much. So we think in this year, it's gonna be very popular. We're actually uh, scheduling it right in front of one of our most popular comedy shows as well. So it's gonna have a big attendance just because of that. Um, and Ryder will be donating prizes. You donate a ton of prizes at the opening celebration. You're actually very generous with our attendees and I know that they love that. Right, right. <laughs> um, and so, that, so we're excited about the Wounded Warrior Project because it's just taking something that could have been a fun moment for attendees and allowing them to get some gear for uh, cheap, cheap, cheap prices. And uh, it's, uh, it's doing that while also doing some real good for people who are suffering from PTSD. 
Sure. So could you tell me a little bit more about your involvement with the Wounded Warrior uh, Project? Sure. It's a, it's a relationship that has just been slowly building over the years. What they did is they started, even without us knowing, they started using AmeriCade as a, like a, a therapy session for soldiers, a group of soldiers who are recovering. And what they do is they, uh, you know, these folks are really suffering. They've been through a lot and they're trying to reintegrate into the rest of society. And by getting on a motorcycle and controlling their own destiny uh, while riding a bike and integrating with a structured, fun event like AmeriCade, it provides several days worth of therapy. And Wounded Warrior, the Wounded Warrior Project and their soldiers have really enjoyed it. So that that seed of um, the relationship has grown over the years where now they're sending more people every year. We do what we can behind the scenes to facilitate and host them. Um, and it's, it's you know, professionally and personally very rewarding to see it having a real impact on them. So I'm happy to continue to do what we can for them. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things uh, that anyone who's a regular motorcycle enthusiast knows is that there's uh, motorcyclists uh, support a lot of charitable events. There's charitable rides. There's uh, charitable organizations. I mean, every Christmas, there's a lot of Toys for Tots runs. I know that there's a uh, there's going to be a ride for kids uh, uh, at AmeriCade, a ride for kids. Those happen around the country, but there'll be one at AmeriCade. And of course, that supports the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation. That's been, um, you know, a great organization for many years. Uh, tell us a little bit about the ride for kids. That's just another example of just with a, a simple decision, we can do some real good. So every year at AmeriCade on Saturday, we had a parade. And one year I thought, you know, it's a parade and it's fun uh, and it's kind of a spectacle. Uh, everybody loves a parade, but I could also just with a simple decision, raise a bunch of money for a, for a charity. So I reached out to the uh, Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation. Um, we already knew each other. We already did some things uh, on, the, on Friday night. We have a big celebration and they would do a 50-50 with the crowd and that would always raise a little bit of money. Uh, but I decided let's make this focused on Ride for Kids. So we made it a Ride for Kids parade and uh, it's raised, it raised $15,000 in the first year, it raised $20,000 in the second year, and 2020, last spring, we were targeting $40,000. We're expecting significant growth, but obviously COVID happened. Right. So in 2021, it'll be a slightly different ride for kids, uh, but we, we are, once again, expecting to raise tens of thousands of dollars. And, I, and I'll note that they're we are the only event that they work with. They do rides, Ride for Kid rides right. throughout the country right. as standalone events. And in, in fact, they've consolidated all of those rides to now happen on one day in early September. AmeriCade is the only event of theirs that is a standalone event that will happen whenever AmeriCade happens. So in this case, it's going to be September 25th. In normal years, it'll be early June. Right. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. I, you know, I, years ago, I, uh, was participated in a Ride for Kids event when there was the Honda Hoot Rally a long time ago because Honda's always been a big sponsor and supporter of Ride for Kids. And um, every year, because we're in Southern California and Honda's headquarters are in Torrance and they're a big supporter of Ride for Kids, uh, we have we do a, a big donation of we test a lot of helmets and jackets and gear and saddlebags and things. And you know, once we're done testing it, we need to move on to the next round. And so uh, we load up a, a truck and take it down and do a big donation. Then <laughs> some of it, it's, yeah, it's lightly used gear that some of it they'll auction off. Some of it they'll use for some of the people at some of their events and so forth, but it's great. It goes to a good cause. Uh, and so uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, the Ride for Kids uh, event or ride will be happening again at AmeriCade this year. That's, that's great. 
So um, you, it's funny, you, I, I know we've talked to, touched on a little bit about the kinds of events. I mean, the, the riding at AmeriCade, uh, the expo, uh, the demo rides, things like Ride for Kids, and the Wood Warrior Project Ride um, or, and Silent Auction. You mentioned the Silent Auction is going to be before your big comedy act. Is that, uh, I, in, a couple of years ago, I saw Alonzo Bowden and he was fantastic. Is he going to coming back this year? He is. He, uh, we have a great relationship with him. He's performed at AmeriCade for years. And I have, I mean, you know, you, one would expect that I would hype a, a show that I'm <laughs> going to be offering in, in, in the fall, but you can't overhype this guy. And I'll tell you why. A couple of years, every year he gets a standing ovation. That is just going to happen at the end of his show. But a few years ago, I was standing outside of the building that he was performing. This is a pretty big building. It's got about 500 seats in it. And it, it sounds like promoter smoke but the building sort of was reverberating with the cheers inside and i thought that is an amazing thing that's happening inside that building people are having a great time so we are always motivated to bring alonzo back he does two shows every year um and i'm delighted that he's got the availability in the schedule this year because his fame and his career continues to grow and right. every year i'm thinking to myself geez i wonder if he's going to be able to come back to america and you know, I, I think it was 2018 when I saw him at AmeriCade. And the thing is, you know, Alonzo is a great comedian in and of himself. You know, he's got his uh, Amazon Prime Video special and things like that. And he talks about, you know, other topics. But he's also a, a true dyed-in-the-wool motorcycle enthusiast. He owns a bunch of bikes. He rides a lot. And the show I saw in 2018 is he didn't have any scripted material. He was interacting with the audience. It was completely... Uh, you know, extemporaneous or improv where he was asking people questions and he could create on the spot humor about Harley riders versus Goldwing riders versus Kawasaki riders. Like he understands motorcycles well enough. And I think that's what people love is they're like, Hey, this is a comedian. Who's one of us. He's a member of our tribe. And that was, that was great. So. Yeah. That, that is the magic of his show. You're absolutely right. His, his, uh, his material his written material is very funny, but his show at AmeriCade is, <laughs> It's all off the cuff and it's all interacting with the crowd and it's really, really wonderful. And it's totally unique. You just don't see that with any other show that you see. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually interviewed him for the, for the podcast and uh, he's very generous with his time, uh, you know, and we we're talking about riding cross country. He rode cross country once to AmeriCade and uh, he really sort of gets it and understands it. And I think for him, I know because as a comedian, just like you host is a hosting an event, He's had the challenges of their, you know, comedy clubs were closed, comedy events were shut down. He's had to adapt to doing comedy uh, in a Zoom, you know, type format and some other things. But um, he was saying that, you know, the part of what helped him get through the pandemic, and it's true for a lot of us, is being able to go get on his motorcycle, put on a helmet. He lives in Southern Cal. He lives in L.A. Just go up the the PCH along the coast, go up into the mountains and ride, and just clear your head. You know, as he says, it's, you know, we all say it's sort of the built-in social distancing vehicle. So uh, that's good, you know. So I, I think for a lot of us, we're, we're really yearning for an opportunity to return to normal. I know you are as an event, you know, promoter and host. Uh, we are, at, even in terms of our magazine. But I think for a lot of people is an event like AmeriCade, because it's been going on for years, I know you have a lot of people that come every single year. They stay all week. They That's how they meet up with their friends. Um, maybe they stay at the same uh, rental cabin or, you know, campground or something. And every year, so for them to have to miss that last year, they're probably really ready to come back. And, and even if it's not in June, it'll be in September to be able to see their friends again. And that's going to be a, a great part of the event, I'm sure. 
Yeah, we have we have attendees that have attended. We have a small group of attendees who have attended every single Americade since 1983, which is amazing to me. They had to be young men when they came back in 1983. And um, we track who comes and how many years people have come. And last year is an asterisk. If you missed last year, it doesn't it doesn't count. <laughs> right. right. Your, your, your streak continues if you attend this year. Understood. Understood. Uh, so uh, one of the things I wanted to also ask you about is there's also uh, uh, an event that you you organize the Tour Tech Dirt Days Adventure Bike Rally. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. How did that come about? Because that's a newer event, right? It is. That came about from a moment of pure insanity. I, years ago, while running AmeriCade, I thought, you know what, I'd love to offer an adventure bike component to AmeriCade. But recognizing that the adventure bike market is the discrete, different market than touring and cruising, I ran parallel events. So same time, same region, different venues, different vibe, uh, different attendees. And running AmeriCade is a challenging enough position and to try to start and run another event simultaneously was crazy. And uh, <laughs> eventually I came to my senses and said, okay, look, this event can live and breathe on its own uh, at a different time. So we, we, we uh, broke it off and now it's in middle of August. Uh, this year it'll be on the border of New Hampshire and Vermont. And it is, it's, you know, it's sort of like an Americade in that it offers lots to do, but it's purely for adventure motorcycle enthusiasts. So lots of guided rides on beautiful back road, single track, uh, sometimes challenging rides. The rides have different uh, uh, skill levels. So we have novice rides, we have advanced rides. Uh, we have motorcycle uh, demos and obstacle courses, and it's, it's great. It's been, it's been growing substantially every year. Uh, and this year, I think it's gonna be quite a, quite a breakout year. It's in a, it's in, it's in a new big facility uh, that should accommodate all of the people who are dying to, as you noted before, return to, to normal life. Sure, sure. Absolutely. So is uh, uh, Dirt Dates also, uh, will there be some demo rides? I know you're talking about some organized rides. That's always, I, I know for me, I, I do some dual sport riding, some adventure riding. And it's one thing to like put together a, a, a ride on pavement because you can sort of, you know, you, you, you just hear what the good roads are, but to actually put together a nice off-road loop, whether it's national forest roads or trails, it's like, if you can put that together, you provide people with a, a, with a real valuable you know opportunity that, that like hey I don't have to figure it out for myself you guys are going to have that but we also have uh some some demo rides uh, definitely so I mean you're putting your finger right on, uh, on the pulse that's exactly what we do so these demo rides the, the, the appeal is we have so many of them in one spot and they're ridden in real world conditions not just pavement uh so tentatively we have for 2021 and this list is frankly likely to grow we have uh, Triumph uh Yamaha Honda uh, KTM may be there, BMW may be there, uh, Harley-Davidson with their new Pan America wow. will be there. We're on their official demo tour, which will be an interesting novel addition. Um, and, you know, it's like, a, it's like a candy store, you know, <laughs> where else can you demo ride all of these different bikes in, adventure bike, uh, in an adventure bike environment? Right, right. Well, I mean, I know that's one of the reasons that people have uh, read magazines like Rider is that, you know, it's for our motorcycle evaluations and we do the best that we can, but there's really no substitute for the try before you buy, because, um, you know, what my approach to a motorcycle is, what my body type, what my riding style is, that can't help but influence my review of a motorcycle. So if someone is taller or shorter or, uh, you know, a beginning rider versus a, an advanced rider, like they really need to, if they can find an opportunity to test ride a motorcycle, uh, that really gives you a, a 
you know, a real good sense of like, hey, this one suits me better. There's something about the feel. There's something about the, the suspension. I know with the new Pan America, one of the optional features that's brand new that I'm very curious to, uh, to learn more about is this adaptive ride height thing where basically mm -hmm. they've got semi-active suspension, which has been available on many motorcycles, but they're, they're going to have it where as you come to a stop, you come to park the motorcycle, it will actually compress the suspension and lower it one to two inches so that for people that have uh, shorter inseams or they're a little bit less comfortable on, on, a, on a bigger bike can get their foot down and be more confident uh, on the bike because I know that's a big concern. Adventure bikes just tend to be taller. They've got taller suspension, more ground clearance. And so that it's hard to make a low seat height adventure bike. And so right. uh, that, is, uh, that is a novel approach, so. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's gonna be, it, it's, it, it's an interesting introduction in that, I, and I, I mean, we all sort of knew this would be the case, but it's it's very unusual to imagine Harley Davidson being intentionally ridden on dirt, and um, when we do any posting about the bike on social media, it always creates this great uproar. Some people are saying, "Yeah, welcome, come on in. I'm interested in trying your bike," and there are others who are sort of poo-pooing the idea. But I suspect a lot of people will throw their leg over that bike just because it's 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 fascinating. Yeah, I, I actually they're they're going to be hosting a press launch in the near future and. Uh, I, I should be there and, and look forward to riding it. And um, yeah, I mean, Harley Davidson, that's the thing is that, you know, uh, with Harley Davidson and the Pan America Indian uh, launched a few years ago, the FTR 1200, you know, that's not your in a traditional cruiser uh, sort of segment. Uh, apparently it has delivered a lot of custom, brought in a lot of new customers to the brand. This will certainly do the same for Harley Davidson. They just you know, you can't just, you know, sell to the same people, the same kind of motorcycles all the time. They're a big multi-billion dollar company. They've got to expand. And that is a competitive segment, but it's also been a, uh, a area of growth in our industry uh, where some other motorcycle segments have been, uh, you know, they've been pretty flat for quite a while. I mean, yeah. the, the interesting thing is, I mean, again, talking about, you know, AmeriCade, Dirt Days, these events, uh, you know, Motorcycle sales for 2020 were up 11% over 2019. I mean, there's just, you know, it was a period of lockdown, but, you know, recreational vehicles like, you know, actual RVs, motorhomes, boats, dirt bikes, motorcycles, you know, people were looking for some way to get back out, you know, to, to return to normal life, to get out of, you know, their home, they're working from home, whatever it may be. So I think that this is, um, I don't know. I'm just thinking that I, I can really see that 2021 is as we continue to get back to normal life, this is going to be a thing where we've all kind of had the brakes on, you know, we've had to for, for reasons of safety, reasons of sort of, you know, lockdowns that have been required. But as people start to let the brakes off, I mean, hopefully they're going to put their, you know, they're going to get on the gas. And that's in terms of motorcycling more, traveling more, going to more events, doing more things. I mean, I think it's going to be great for our industry, you know, as well as many other industries. This could be a, a really fascinating period that to see over the next couple of years. So yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I, I'm not being snarky when I say this. Hopefully this will be the only uh, we should really appreciate the uniqueness of what we're about to experience, whatever it is. Yeah. Because presumably it won't happen again. That's that's right. you know, fingers crossed, not getting wood as I say that. Well, it's interesting is, I mean, you know, I, I'm not a huge student of history, but to look back, I mean, there was a huge global pandemic in 1918 and 1919. It followed World War One, And right after that period of the World War and the pandemic came the Roaring Twenties, which was a huge period. I mean, automobiles, aviation, jazz, films. I mean, it's just sort of like we entered the modern era. And unfortunately, after that was also a Great Depression, not saying that that's necessarily going to happen here or not, but it's just we could really go through a, a renaissance period. And 
motorcycles are such an experiential vehicle, you know, much more so than a car. And so that's the sort of thing if people are looking to have, you know, experiences again, I realize that if you don't ride a motorcycle, there can be challenges learning. It's, it's, a, it's a skill based activity. Um, but uh, I think this is, uh, we're looking at um, what will hopefully be, like I said, a, a real, you know, a good period for all of us uh, for the industry. I know, you know, motorcycle sales never really fully recovered from the Great Recession. So I don't know if we'll ever get back to those million units plus days of 2005, 2006, but it would be great for all of us. I mean, you know, for events like yours or magazines like ours, all of the manufacturers, all the aftermarket companies, you know, those that come to your event and are at the expo. I mean, everybody's looking for, uh, you know, uh, like I said, uh, not only a return to normal, but maybe like normal plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm ready for it. I bring it on. <laughs> Well, uh, listen, is there anything else you want to tell us about uh, AmeriCade or uh, Dirt Days for our, our listeners? Like I said, uh, uh, what we'll do is we'll have um, uh, links to both events uh, for AmeriCade.com. Is it, what is the, is it DirtDays.com for? DirtDaysRally.com. DirtDaysRally.com. We'll have links in the show notes. Is there anything else you'd like to share with listeners that they might not know? Uh, just a couple of things. One is the registration will open for both events toward the end of April. Um, and we do, I'll just do a quick plug. We do a high-end 100-person group tour uh, in September down in Roanoke, Virginia. So it's called Rolling Through America. This one's called Rolling Through Virginia. And if people are interested, they can go to Rolling Through America. That's T-H-R-U America.com. Okay, we'll have a link to that as well. I'd like to learn more about it. And um, well, again, Christian, I appreciate your time. I'm looking forward to AmeriCade this year. I know you absolutely are looking forward to AmeriCade. I mean, you know, for me personally, what I think from my experience at your event, I know you said that your parents founded this event you run this event, it is, it has that family atmosphere. I mean, I think there, you know, there's a lot of motorcycle events out there, but Americade is pretty special in being, um, you know, not only with its touring focus, but really it's a very family friendly type event. Uh, and I think that's something that people, you know, can really enjoy. Well, thank you. That's by design. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's special to us as well. And we really support, or we really appreciate uh, riders involvement with Americade. I, frankly, I think since day one, I think a rider has been part uh, of AmeriCade since uh, the very first day. So thank you very much. It has. It's been a good relationship. So, uh, you know, thanks again, Christian. I will see you in a few months. And so we will uh, also get the word out about registration for AmeriCade and Dirt Days. Uh, you know, we'll get it out on our website and social media and, and spread the word because we want people to be involved, uh, to participate. Like I said, since we'll be there, some of our readers can come and uh, maybe come on a ride with us. That would be great to, to you know, be able to see people face to face. Great. I look forward to it. Great. Well, um, thanks again, Christian, for the Rider Magazine Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Drebenstead. Thanks for listening and keep the rubber side down. <laughs>